0: That's chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. Group void reported prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18+. You're listening to Talk Star Wars, a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Check us out on the web at starwarscommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hello there, and welcome back to Talk Star Wars episode 164 from Emotionally 14. I'm Rob. And I'm Brad. Hello there. Hello, how are you doing? I am doing much better since last week, thank you. Um, That's really, really good to hear. Yeah, I was, uh, I ended up being sick Friday because I was in no fit state to do much. Uh, Spent most of the day Mm -hmm. asleep, and then... Mm -hmm got a fair bit of walking in over the weekend, which helped uh, get me back into the swing of it a little bit. Yeah. And then uh, went back to work Monday and have been fine ever since. And just, you know, I tend to, the way I get sick, especially when it's colds and flus, which is what I was suffering from, is Mm -hmm. I get really bad for one day. Yeah. Really bad. And then the rest of the time is spent with me just clearing gunk out. So, I'll you know, I'll start sort of, coughing and spluttering and sneezing and you know all that for a week two weeks or something like that Mm -hmm. afterwards but no in terms of I felt I started feeling fine Mm -hmm. probably by probably by Sunday afternoon to be honest it was purely just that initial you know that initial the Friday feeling was not with me that day Mm -hmm. Uh, and I realized that if I was to get on the train and go to work I'd have just been back you know, yeah, shortly yeah. afterwards. So like I say, I ended up uh, sleeping in for most of the day and the most exercise I could muster was a walk up the high street and back. And Definitely. then at that point I was like, I could sleep
2: again. Back I come. And he did. And so he did. And so yep. it was. Um, yep. How have you been? Yeah, not bad. Good. Not, not, no, 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 tr- no trouble like that. it's anyway, which is, is a change. That is always go. nice. Yes. Yeah. So I, was, I, I think I spent all of March ill. So I feel like I'm owed some, some free time that seems fair yeah I yeah think that's fair enough
1: um yeah not i mean again it's obviously at the time of recording it's thursday night now yeah the star wars celebration has begun ish kind of yeah the the, the, the yeah. you know the actual convention center is open i've seen rob cast is there representing talk star wars he is you know He's already gone into some. You know, he's in lines for things. He's going to panels and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The episode nine is tomorrow. At the in the UK, it's tomorrow yep. afternoon. So we're not going to hear anything until then. We will. You know, we'll kind of do our best to get mm-hmm. to get together over the weekend if possible and get some. Rec- you know, get some thoughts down on anything that's kind of. Yeah, I mean, I'll be on Twitter. Yeah, but I mean, in terms of like having a look at the actual t- actual teaser. Hmm a week and a half before the you know between the teaser dropping and the episode coming out is probably a little yeah a little long to you know I'll I'll figure something out um but yeah at the moment there's not a lot to uh -hmm. talk about nothing's really been announced however we have already established this behind the scenes. We have both had a chance to read Master and Apprentice. We have. Uh, thanks to the kind folks at I can the publishers. Them. Whose name escaped
2: me? The kind folks at Century. Thank you.
1: Have uh, sent, us, right. sent us each uh, a copy to yeah. give our thoughts on. So we shall be doing that. Uh, what we will do is we will do the the usual... Review thing where yeah. we go to a we'll go to an ad and then when we come back it will be spoiler only territory. Well, obviously yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do the uh we should probably just do the outro at the time mm-hmm. just before we go into the ad break. So in case people want to duck out.
2: This is an unusual trend I've noticed in books recently. It's right at the end. All right. um So you got acknowledgements at yep. the end. Some people put at the beginning, some put at the end. That's fine. Yep. And we have an about the author yep. page. Which is, it makes perfect sense. Yes. Again, I always insist on one. Indeed. And then the new thing I've noticed is about the type. What? Uh, As this book the font? was set in Minion. Yeah, this book was set in Minion and nineteen ninety Adobe Originals typeface by Robert Slimback. Huh. Minion is inspired by classical old style typefaces of blah de blah de Blah, and I don't care. No, I'm, I don't <laughs> know whether that's a legal thing.
1: It's, I
2: don't know. Maybe if it's a copyrighted font. But
1: I guess, but even then, like that's an odd, that's an odd thing. That is an odd it thing, really is. Yeah, that is yeah. that is peculiar. I will, I'll say now, it hasn't affected my thoughts on the book.
2: No, because I hadn't noticed no. it to your point. Of the I, I feel like that would be very. I, I'd have to be calculant to be that, that put off by a font. <laughs> 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 and blessed with so much acting talent. <laughs>
1: but yes after the so we'll we'll do our you know we'll go through our notes which are extensive yep. and we appreciate everybody who has taken the time to us this week if you don't uh, do always.
2: that we literally have no show
1: well quite you know this is very much a listener-centric show more so than yeah. ever
2: until there is more to talk about <laughs> yes which might be next week yeah i'm really hoping i don't release anything over the weekend just call everyone's bluff but you are a pillock <sighs> i mean yes but that's not the reason <laughs> that's not why but yes yeah. it's a reason <laughs> your point but it's not the reason yeah, the point stands however
1: <laughs> <laughs> so our first message you may be unsurprised to hear breath has come from yes. this week hey and uh Vasubi writes thanks rob she does hoping you stave off your looming illness uh i did briefly thank you after so yeah thanks brett mm-hmm. thanks adorable petri dishes Yeah, no such um, joy for me. I didn't get you know cuddles from a small person or anything like that. It was purely just a cold. It must have been doing the rounds at work. Nothing that exciting. Andy C's message about cobbling a new Star Wars personage out of bits from assorted characters tickled me to no end. The kid in me would probably use the body of a Gamorrean, the arms of Grievous, the legs of Lea Organa circa Jabba's captive, the head of Sinara San topped off with the ears of a Gundark, my apologies if this beastie makes its way into your nightmares <laughs> eat this eat your heart out dr everzan bradley's epistle which prompted you both to take inventory of your favorite moments throughout canon was highly entertaining well, i'm glad you like that because there's more today warranting additional thanks thanks i also agree with rob's informal dissertation on supplementary 3d conversion
2: okay oh yeah
1: that it, yeah it's better when yeah. it's not depth field yeah, yeah. Uh, also during the above discussion Brad mentioned recalling as a child being surprised when Bush was revealed to be Leia in disguise that brought back a memory for me accentuating an evolution in how folks seemed to be less sensitive to spoilers back in the day in 1983, three days before episode 6 premiered, I saw a Return of the Jedi comic, comic adaptation in the St. Francisville, Louisiana pharmacy I purchased it sort of expecting it to be a prelude to the movie not the actual events from the movie and read up to the point in which Lairly removed Boucher's helmet. And then I paused, thinking something like, wait, what if this comic tells me everything about the flick I'm about to see in three days? Then the ravenous geek in me prevailed and continued reading the graphic presentation. Nowadays, the makers, and promoters, wouldn't dare release material disclosing highly-awaited plot elements aside from trailers, often egregiously spoilery or deliberately misleading. Things used to be radically different, kids. Gotta roll with the punches, I suppose. As an aside, as an aside, before I continue with this, mm-hmm. do you remember when they did that with Phantom Menace?
2: Oh, uh, uh, in what sense? Well, they,
1: the sound, when the soundtrack was announced.
2: Uh, hey, it yeah, was it, it was a very. Of... It, it's weird thing. It's twenty years, but you know, the novelisation. Terry Bro- I think it's, it's. I think it was Terry Brooks. But, yeah, the novelisation was out months, mm. months before the film was. Yeah. No, and, and it was just really accepted for if you're going to read the book you're going to have the film spoil it was, yeah <laughs> there was none of this oh yeah we'll wait till the films out to to drop this kind of stuff um yeah it's, I, don't know, uh, I, I don't know one way is necessarily better or worse than ever it's just a change in culture and sensibilities i suppose
1: yeah i suppose so but the the one i was th- thinking of specifically is the episode one soundtrack was uh, oh
2: yeah track list yes I want to say, yeah, Amazon's noble end. Qui Gon's noble end, or I think it was just for back of a CD. It was maybe, was it, I yeah. think. But I do know with, when Force Awakens soundtrack came out. If you pre-ordered it, it was just track numbers. Yes, they did that right up
1: until the day I think, and then yeah. when the movie comes out, they and they actually unveiled it. Now,
2: yeah,
1: yeah, I can understand why people would get upset about that, considering you know, obviously you want to kind of. There's something to be said for. He kind of – there's no other real way to do it with Qui-Gon because mm-hmm. obviously Obi-Wan, you know he survives. Yeah, and he had he to needs, go at some point. Yeah, and you, need, yeah, you, you knew you weren't going to be able to get completely attached to him but maybe you weren't prepared for quite how mm-hmm. how swiftly you, did, you had to get yeah. over that, which is a shame, you know, because Liam Neeson got a lot – you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm somewhat of a fan. Obviously, the Taken movies are very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's done other stuff, <laughs> uh, all sorts of things. But uh, anyway, Vasuvi continues. I'll, she does. I'll do my best to write in expressing first impressions if we get an episode nine trailer before next Monday. Although I'll be very busy out of town. Just my luck to be away from Chicago when Star Wars Celebration is occurring within walking distance from my flat. Tending to a friend post surgery. May the force be with us, Vasuvi Knight of the Commonwealth. Well, mm-hmm. Vasuvi, look at it this way: it, while it is unfortunate that the celebration falls, that the one that's in Chicago happens to fall when you can't be there. But what a lovely thing to do to look after a friend post surgery. It's mm-hmm. a very nice thing, so you should yeah. feel you know you should feel kind of you should feel good about that. I think mm-hmm. I think that's fair to say. Yep. Um. So, is there any kind of questions or anything from that?
2: Nope.
1: No, there's nothing like no, that. She's
2: there. just looking forward to celebrations, same as everyone else is. That is fair. That is fair.
1: Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, totally. I mean, you can't really dispute that it's a popular thing yeah so um, and i'm aware of it yeah exactly you know just because i don't enjoy cons and thus don't go doesn't mean i'm not aware of such things mm-hmm. uh these things happen yeah so uh yeah it's vesuvia thank you for that uh so our next message comes from phoebe who hasn't written in in a little while uh, oh, phoebe. but to make up for it phoebe has written in a an absolute epic
2: okay cool this should be fun
1: yes i might need to uh take a breath
2: okay do you hear that that was him taking a breath indeed indeed kiora lads is that a greeting it's yeah it's maori for orange cordial
1: oh that makes sense i've been loving the chats on the last few episodes even with the lack of title or news well let me correct you there phoebe every episode has had a title
2: yeah, every episode has news, even if it's just been what I've been up to with my toddler. <laughs>
1: exactly, yeah. While the, you know, the cup has oh, run she, astride. she said
2: Han for the first time today. Oh, Yeah, she's been struggling. Still can't say 3 pa," but we, we have Han. That fine. is fair.
1: I mean, you know. Yeah. She, and until yeah, yeah. she pops the monocle out, she's not going to be able to form the, the syllables necessary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... um if he Cura, lads, I've been loving the chats on the last few episodes, even with the lack of title or news. Obviously, we know it means episode nine. Obviously, yeah, we know that. Yeah, it's all good yeah, fun. Uh, who cares? Last week, I went to the Star Wars Identities exhibition that is on here in Sydney, and I wanted to recommend mm-hmm. it to any Aussies who listen and tell you a bit about it in case you hadn't heard of it. Uh, so for those who aren't familiar, it's an interactive mu- museum exhibit where you make your own Star Wars character at stations along the way. Choosing your species, occupation, influences, friends, and attitudes. The premise of the exhibition is to explore what shapes any individual's identity in life, using Anakin and Luke as examples, comparing their different life experiences. In between this is a whole lot of concept art, audio clips, original film costumes, costumes and models from the films, up to The Force Awakens. The five-foot Star Destroyer model was a particular highlight. Also, Padme's costume from the end of episode one, which is my favourite in all of Star Wars. A couple of gems I found out were that Yoda's eyes were based on Albert Einstein to make him look as intelligent as possible. Yeah. Also, Luke's original name was Starkiller, and at yep. one point, George Lucas considered making him a girl. There was yep. concept art for this. You guys might know this already, but I, all yep. found, I found it really interesting. Yep. <laughs> we didn't know that bit, but uh, it's it stands to reason. It stands that. to reason, yeah. My character ended up as a blue Jedi Ewok who <laughs> grew up on Endor. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you're going to grow up anywhere, I guess, an Ewok makes sense. Yeah, uh, Grew up on Endor, looks up to Obi-Wan Kenobi, as do we all, yes. and is best friends with a Kamino and Senator. Seems feasible. Totally. Sure. I mean, as Star yeah. Wars goes, they've had sillier things. Yes. Yeah. That's undeniable. Uh, I also have a bit of a long yarn, having saved up some thoughts from the last few weeks. Okay. Regarding the missed opportunity Star Wars toys, I have to share the first thing that came to mind, which is in terrible taste: Anakin and the Sand People Village Lego says. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I think if right I, I were Lego, Lego, man, I think if I yeah. were Lego, and I was like, here's how's a, what's a way we can ship missing like loose arms and legs, and you know maybe we've got bits la- left over. How can we ship them in a way that people will pay for? <laughs> now, on the one hand, they could get into spares, which they do with bricks and stuff. But yeah, on the other hand,
2: Tuscan Raiders, On the other hand, know. Anakin
1: and the Sand People Village Lego set. Yeah. So cool. I would, I think that's a good. You know, I reckon there's at least two people who buy that. Yeah. And as many, you know, if the internet has taught that's, us anything, it's that, that two better people. Some
2: of our merch, to be fair.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's not unreasonable to say. Yeah. And you know, if the internet has taught me anything, it's that two people should always be catered for. Yeah.
2: Remember V14 Toffee Hammer still sitting on a hundred of those. Truth. <laughs> Truth. Uh,
1: also, perhaps an animatronic porg alarm clock. But I would actually buy that.
2: I feel. I feel like that's probably already a thing.
1: Yeah, I think there probably is something like that. There's certainly the toys, aren't there?
2: There's yeah, the ones that yeah. you can
1: press and they make the sort of noise. Yeah. 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 That sort of noise. So mm. that's definitely. A, I, I'm pretty sure that's a thing. So an alarm clock is not a big jump in. Yeah. You know. Although I think the only thing that makes me wary of it is I'm not convinced I would. Enjoy waking up to it. No, I know what you mean. It would be quite jarring, wouldn't it,
2: to just have it go yeah blah, in your ear. I mean, what what's a good Star Wars thing to wake up to? Uh, Not, Natalie Portman, I guess. <laughs> um,
1: I suppose the thing is, I would want the um, the sort of the alarm from Rogue One, <laughs> but uh, but it kind of builds rather than just coming in.
2: Yeah congratulations you're being woken up yeah <laughs> congratulations this is so your wake up K2 tea's made is what you need yeah
1: when you hit the snooze it goes i find you're waking up vague and unconvincing
2: <laughs> oh
1: man yeah see i i want this now yeah see what i mean if this would yeah. work uh regarding the music discussions from a few weeks ago i'm really into film scores and really notice and remember music in movies uh-huh. the first time i heard ray's theme i was instantly reminded of harry potter and the prisoner of azkaban when the choir sings at the opening feast
2: i would have to go back and listen to that i'm not the biggest potter I fan. i
1: vaguely remember it and i sort of see what she's driving at like i can sort of what i can vaguely remember of it sounds kind of yeah. it's got a He's similar to cadence. A lot of the
2: potter stuff didn't he yes i, don't know I know think he did all of it but he did he did a lot of it
1: a decent chunk yeah if not all then uh so he, thought, so he
2: did harry potter He must have done the first movie at least he definitely did the first movie. Yeah. yeah um yeah um yeah i i'm, I'm not world i don't dislike harry potter but i've I've seen all the films once and read all the books once and that was enough for me yeah. but um I, i'll i'll have a look at that link you've sent us and mm-hmm. take a gander to- yeah cool um
1: uh in the oh it isn't so bad now but for a while i couldn't help feeling it was too similar and almost a bit too childish in the sequel trilogy, I love Kylo's theme and find it much more menacing than the Emperor's theme or the Imperial March. Especially the first time you hear it on Jakku in the Force Awakens.
2: I'm not sold on Kylo Ren's theme. I don't it's know. It's very yeah. I know the one you bad. Can't do anymore. Or we won't be allowed to be on Spotify. Yeah, fair. Um, it's very pantomime villain to me. Okay. And there's a lot of that kind of Saturday morning pictures vibe in star wars mm. but it kind of ties into what you've said before about this lack of subtlety in the sequel trilogy and it's just that that type of music you can
0: it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woo a hand clap a high-fiver. I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here to
2: Um Palpatine's theme is hardly there and insidious. Yeah. And, uh, no pun intended. Not played for. <laughs> and yeah, not playful uh, it's much more more subtle. Um mm-hmm. and it, it ties in with how it and it's for a fact it's almost like Gregorian chanting. when you first see him, he looks like this dark monk as well. Um yeah, I don't know, there's just something that Ren's theme is very pantomime to me. Is that deliberate on John Williams' part? Um, he's a very, very clever guy, and the answer to that is, as always, possibly. Yeah,
1: because I do wonder, with that particular one, if that's the whole thing, is like he's yeah. this sort of, he sees himself as this big imposing villain, and nobody really takes him seriously apart from yeah, himself. Yeah,
2: I, I, I know what you mean. Now you've said that, I'm going to say yes. Okay. Because, no, you convinced me. Right. Uh, John, John Williams is too good mm-hmm. to do something that bad by mistake yeah i get you yeah um but yeah I, it's like when um nick cave does something ridiculously and stupid and over the top in his lyrics as he's want to every now and again yes he's too good a lyricist for that to be anything other than intentional
1: right yeah i see what you're saying like it, yeah. i don't know it's one of those things that just kind of while we've been talking about it i was sort of thinking yeah
2: uh, I'm, is that, I, I, is that I, it? Could I, that be it? Yeah, I think you're absolutely no. No, no you put it that way. I, I'm in total agreement. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Nice. All right. Okay. I, I'm. I've warmed to it a little in the space of thirty seconds. Uh,
1: okay. <laughs> uh, so, Phoebe continues. I absolutely love the Last Jedi soundtrack. The more I listen to it, especially the Battle of Crate and how all of these musical themes are brought together so well. The music and sound mix used in the trailer was also fantastic. Mm-hmm. I like the music of the Last Jedi. The it's only the, the only thing I've said about it in the past, I know, and I still stand by this, is mm. I think that the it relies too heavily on the old songs, but the it's new pieces are fa- the new pieces the, are fantastic.
2: Um, I, I agree.
1: Yeah, but there's just it just seems like there's a lot of fallback to the you know to the mm-hmm. to the old stuff, which is yeah. understandable given the subject matter, but it's just yeah. you know noticeable. Yeah, again. Okay. It. but it's yeah. but it's fine i mean it like say yeah. the sound i mean the sound and the visuals and stuff in last jedi is nothing short of superb in many places absolutely uh phoebe continues i'd say all three she trilogies does. sorry say again
2: she does
1: okay uh i'd say all three trilogies are on par music wise with certain tracks <laughs> standing out in all three overall i'd mm-hmm. say duel of the fates and the endings of episode one and four are my top picks cool okay nice yeah down with that good choices yeah. um regarding the uh, the identity of the phantom menace i always just thought it was darth maul purely because they spent the movie trying to figure out who he is i think my 11 year old impression just never changed okay fair yeah i mean ultimately yeah. we established when we talked about it a few episodes I, ago there is I, I, no there really nothing to say that you're wrong Let's, no exactly that, that <laughs> interpretation of the title yeah yeah there's clearly not a lot of uh yeah you know clarity on this particular point
2: no, it, it's, it's open it, it's vague and open to interpretation that's fine yeah <laughs> like much of the certainly, of the certainly no one would ever say you're wrong for thinking that no indeed we certainly wouldn't no. uh,
1: funniest bits in Star Wars I think mine will be different from everyone else alright hipster <laughs> as Star Wars is something I watch in my family there are two bits that my sister and I never fail to absolutely lose it over the first is the line negotiations we've lost all communications and what about the Chancellor's ambassadors from episode one something about the whininess is just too funny maybe sibling humour is just weird I, as somebody with sibling, I would say yes. Yes, it is. Yeah, I've on it. In a similar vein, Luke's, but I was going to go to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters, also causes yeah. the same reaction.
2: I agree Which, also. I, Sorry, go on. Remember last week I mentioned I've listened to the radio broadcast? Yes. Yeah. That line's different. Oh, okay. It's, I was going to go to, he says to Uncle and I was going to go to the Toshi Station to pick up those power converters you ordered. Ooh, okay. So, Ooh. you know... Maybe he's not all that whiny. He's actually trying to do his best for Uncle Owen, yeah. who's ungrateful.
1: Well, quite so, you know. And that would have been in, that was in. I feel like that would have caused Luke's pers- um, the uh, the stigma of Luke being whiny to persist less mm. over time.
2: Well, I think the radio broadcast was 1978, so maybe that was a reaction to some. Uh, yeah. Interpretations of his character, I but guess, back that to that's entirely possible. Yeah, d- deyinify him. Yeah, it's yeah. a word. Yeah. Up. Sure, I see Don't no reason. To, I see no
1: reason to uh, <laughs> disbelieve that. I agree. Also, that the that's not how the Force works is an absolute classic. Yeah, boy. Finally, thinking about the poster that was leaked, I would absolutely <laughs> love it if Lando's daughter,
2: which apparently is a thing, well, it is, it, enough people have said it, but it's true.
1: Yeah, it's certainly a theory that's doing the rounds. Mm. Uh, New Kylo Ren from when he was Ben Solo, it could add Perfect some. Mu- it could add some much desired backstory and character development, and maybe she can help Ray turn him to the light. It's mm. a long shot, but I think that could be a cool twist. No, it's perfectly chromium. Yeah, I see no reason why that couldn't work because, no. you know, even though we didn't see him on screen in episode seven or eight, the theory is that Lando's been doing the rounds because he's in Battlefront 2 yes in the rebellion in the rebel, in the republic kind of as it forms so you know no reason why yeah. not uh thanks again for the great podcast and feel please feel free to selectively read the above as it's quite the essay should have set that up a start <laughs> <laughs> I, to be fair i have read this once and still decide to read it also yeah may the force be with you phoebe also in australia but a proud kiwi much aroha for the kind thoughts about Christchurch where I lived until very recently. P.S. Okay. I had a question about Kylo Ren's I will finish what you started complex. Surely as Ben Solo, he would have known that Darth Vader turned to the light in the end. So why does he idolize him as a dark side villain? Surely he would disdain Darth Vader for caving to the light unless he doesn't know the truth of what happened. I've always found this confusing. It's, it's not the first time I've heard that
2: confusion, to be fair. Kylo Ren yeah. wants to be Darth Vader because he is the only person Luke was ever afraid of.
1: Okay. As theories go, it works. Yeah. yeah. It's best I've got. Okay, fair enough. Any particular reason he would want Luke to be afraid of him? Because Luke tried to kill him. But that's just before that. So Do you know that? Well, the he, Stoke's he, been kind of warping him since... He's had his kind of hooks in him since birth, right? Uh,
2: is that established or is that theory?
1: I think it's in... Is it not in Aftermath? Is it not in Life Debt? I don't know. That. Like, a f- doesn't Leia
2: feel the kind of... Uh, it's, it's hinted at, I guess. Yeah, I don't know, but... Yeah, it's... Um, but that, that, that's my theory for why he... he when he ran away, he would have mm-hmm. developed that kind of hero worship. Yeah. Do we know how much time passes between Luke trying to kill him and him coming back and raising the Jedi temple?
1: Uh, we don't, I would be under the impression it was sh- really shortly
2: after, like really shortly after. As in, well, he, was just, he was just a Jedi Padawan, for want of a better term mm-hmm. who returns with the Knights of Ren to completely raise it. I, I, I assumed years had passed. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. Ben could have only been about 15 or something when... Well, well, the dates don't line up, you know what I mean? Yeah. He could have... You know, I don't believe he tried to kill him. Ben ran away and came back three weeks later. Right. I think he went to Snoke for more training. Right. Acquired back up and then went back. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know is the answer. I don't think they've ever established yeah, I, that I for sure. I, I, think, I think that's... I think that will be a plot point in episode nine, so I'm speculating as well. Yeah. And that was was just my takeaway from Mm -hmm. um, Hmm. my interpretation of events I've seen so far.
1: Yeah. I mean, I make
2: make no claim that it's canonical. Let me think. So, there's.
1: So, Bloodline establishes that about six years before um, Force Awakens, Mm -hmm. Ben's probably now just finding out that. Darth Vader was his father with his grandfather, possibly. Yeah. Right. So yeah, before that, he doesn't. Well, she Leia doesn't mm-hmm. think oh, yeah, he Leia, knows.
2: Leia, that's, that's we think that's how he works it out, don't yeah. we? Yeah. So Leia
1: doesn't think he knows, unless he's found out, you know, from mm-hmm. elsewhere, which I suppose is possible. Yeah. So maybe Luke didn't tell him. I wouldn't have thought. He, well, I mean, I don't know. You know, that's probably why he feels uh, so betrayed. Yeah, I, I guess very possibly. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Is the answer? I mean, yeah.
2: So there's, so there's Bloodline. You knew that keeping secrets around father figures would be a key touchstone of a Star Wars saga. I know, right? It's
1: weird. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think beyond that. So Bloodline establishes that six years before, Leia is of the opinion that Ben doesn't know his, his heritage because nobody does until that point. On a galactic scale, right? So unless yeah. Luke said something, it's never been established yeah. to mm-hmm. him until that moment. Yep. So it doesn't leave a lot of time for him to go away, come back, come back. You know, years later, Luke to go away because mm-hmm. Luke's been gone presumably for
2: some time after the Jedi temples destroyed. We don't. Do we know? I'm not O'Fay enough with the timescales of a sequel trilogy. To be honest with
1: you, mm. I don't know. I don't know for sure. If anybody's got clarity on this, then yeah. you know, feel free to uh, to get in touch, and we
2: will yeah. read it. Usual places.
1: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, in terms of why Ben might have looked on Darth Vader less than that, so you're you're working with
2: he wants Luke to fear him, and that's the person who Luke fears. Yeah. Okay. I I think might that's possibly part of the reason why my interpretation of there being some time has passed between the attempt on Ben's life and yeah. um him returning. Yeah. Okay. I've I've kind of I guess If not age a year maybe, but some time must have passed. Hmm. I'm trying to think.
1: Have I what have I <sighs> I'm trying to think what I would have believed up until that, and, until it was just said there. I'm guessing. I'm guessing my theory has always been, historically at least, that Snoke has just been, you know, basically convincing him that he got that nobody, scene, yeah. nobody can be trusted because look what they kept from me
2: all this time. Yeah. We've got no background in Snoke still, though. No. He's just referred to as Snoke. Yeah. Obviously, Leia knows who he is. She references him by name in Force Awakens. Sure. But we don't know yet if he was part of the Republic Council. We don't know if he was some dark side user. We don't know if he was posing as another Jedi student at Luke's Academy. Yeah. We've got no context for Snoke whatsoever. No, indeed. He's, He's a Phantom Menace. Yeah, he is. I don't think he's the intended target of the title. But no, but you know, if that's, it's, it's that recurring motif again. Mm. He's very. We've got no background for Snoke, so any guess is valid at the moment. Here's a thought. Oh dear.
1: The only person who saw Vader redeemed is Luke. Yes. Leia takes his Has to take his word for it. Yeah. Nobody else believes that because clearly, mm-hmm. if it was, if he, everybody believed it readily, bloodline wouldn't be a thing. Correct. So maybe they just, he, he doesn't, it, when I'm th- I'm just thinking he doesn't need to turn the, Ben's opinion against the whole galaxy, just mm-hmm. two people who were already misleading him by uh, omitting information. Yeah. So it actually doesn't take much, I don't think, to warp Ben's mind to, well, they're obviously just keeping everything from you. Yeah. Because they were. Mm-hmm. It makes it, you know, a little bit less significant of a task to... To sort yeah. of bring him round to that side of the uh, argument. Interesting thought, mm. but uh, yeah, I mean, if other people have thoughts on this, then feel free. Podcast at fourteen dot com. Ideally, with the t- subject line "talk Star Wars," that'd be good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Phoebe, uh, apologies that we can't be more decisive on this particular point. Yeah, but but, we're bickering. Uh, Yeah, well, you know, it's fine. We're allowed to disagree. It's what we do. Yeah. Uh, We're not even disagreeing. We're both just kind of going, uh, sure. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, continuing from last week, so we got an epic question of the month from Bradley. We did. It was great. I loved it. And I was tempted, you know, at the time even, I thought, I wonder if this can stretch over the whole month. And this is the Mm. test. So we're doing that now. So, uh, So last week, to recap, we had five of our favorite things from Star Wars yes this week there are five more Ah, amazing so I love Star Wars favourite Star Wars collectible or memorabilia that I own I guess that's the implication but I mean you can
2: do you can do your favourite piece generally and then the business let's do what you own first and then kind of generally Uh, I have a tattoo of a Mandalorian war banner that's pretty cool is that Um, collectible I I mean I've got one sure (laughs)
1: I just feel tattoos are quite an individual thing.
2: All right. Would well, it be it's, fair to say? I, think, I didn't get it individually hand-numbered. This no, is this true. is true. This is um, there's no statistics. I have the animatronic Sith holocron that contains the Book of the Sith. That's now pretty talking, cool. Yeah, so, yeah that's yeah. that's really nice. That is nice. Um, I'm not one for stuff. Just just like Brick-A-Brack or stuff like that. I'm not an action figure or a... Um, okay. Vinyl, pop vinyl person. Um... No, that's probably that's probably it. Maybe like the Star Wars Vault. That's a really nice mm-hmm. coffee table book as well. Yeah, um, yeah. I have got a few books and stuff which I, I really like. But, yeah, uh, I, I'd say I don't, I'm, I'm not. I, I don't tend to go for like maquettes or photographs um, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. or anything. Anything. Some of Some like of those they, maquettes. <sighs> uh, they're they're lovely, but I will always always find something I'd rather spend the money on. Yeah, yeah. Um. Even if it's just to overpay my
1: mortgage or something. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what my pick would be. I. Uh, is it the Hall of Gits. Hall of Gits. That the Hall of Gits is a, is a fine piece. Um, so for those who are coming to this for the first time, my Hall of Gits is my uh, small collection of Black Series figures, which mm-hmm. is mostly villains. Lovely. So I have... I think I have five or six now. hmm I have uh, Tarkin, Vader, mm-hmm. Revan... Krennic. Krennic. Oh, yeah, because Krennic was the first one, wasn't it? Mark Airy got it yeah. for me. He's he was a git. Not Mark Airy, Krennic, yeah. Just to yeah. be, clear. Oh, yeah, Just to be yeah. clear, I didn't want... <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, no, I was very grateful for that. Uh, yeah, Krennic, Thrawn, Vader, Revan, Jaina Solo... And I've got the solo era Han Solo, the ordinary can Han Solo. Is he a git? No, just uh, the 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 definition has been expanded a touch. I mean, um, he's a bit of a git. I suppose. He has his moments, sure. Yeah. Um. Jane is solo, not so much. Sword of the Jedi, little bit temperamental,
2: I guess. Yeah. You know, that's like Darth Vader's class as a git. That's wonderful. I think that's the least you can say. Yeah, I know. It wouldn't be lovely if that senior really Sif has gone and said, "Rise, Darth." Git. Git. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, my master. Because you could have said so much worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pablo, if you're listening... Oh, I wish i said... Oh, damn it, I Pablo, could have said... Pablo, Pablo, give us a Darth Git. Yeah, Darth Git. Yeah. Um,
1: of the... So I've got a few good books. Um yeah. James, formerly of The Tumbling Saber, uh, got me this fantastic i think it's like a double pack of the book of the jedi and the book of the sith in a single yes, uh, yes. volume it's gorgeous yeah. like it's yeah, just I, I so have beautiful the book of
2: jedi the book of Bountains, the book of the sith i think they did do a, a few more but for whatever reason i only have the first three yeah yeah but
1: yeah i got it as a it, we did um secret santa a few years ago okay I- it is
0: ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day low actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com
1: that's chumbacasino.com
0: no purchase necessary btw void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18
1: plus i've no longer participated because it was an absolute yeah. mess. because i got mine just before my birthday Mm-hmm. Which is you know obviously may, um yeah and so Secret Santa didn't go so well for me that year, <laughs> so uh the following year, I did not participate Fair enough. um just because I'd been burned once before, although I was very, very <laughs> grateful for what I got because it was yeah. fantastic uh, um, I've got the uh, book of sound effects as well
2: oh yeah that is a great one yeah isn't that's a good book yeah um uh, I've got a few signatures and I thought it's not really the same thing as were well, they collectible?
1: Well, they're, mem- yeah. they're memorabilia,
2: certainly. Yeah. I guess that would qualify. I guess so, yeah. 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 No, I, I've I got a few. So. I've, my DVDs have got a few signatures on, mm-hmm. and I have Warwick Davies and Ewan McGregor's autographs. Nice. And uh, I've got an issue of Darth Vader signed by Kieran Gillard. Very nice. Yeah. That's really cool. We were both signing at the same convention, and I had to queue up for his, and he didn't have to queue up for mine, because he was famous and I was not. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean... That's true. I mean, totally fair. <laughs> yeah, he's, he, he, yeah. He's, yeah he's, a, he's a much better writer
1: than no? Well, that's, so, you know, that's, that's a matter of subjective fair.
2: opinion. It's art, <laughs> isn't it? So, well, you know, uh, but yeah, I'm trying maybe, to think. Maybe if every literally everyone who's reading this goes out and buys all of my books tomorrow, then that'll make a difference. Maybe, maybe. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> well, they have the opportunity. We put we always plug them at the end of the yeah. show. So, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else of mine. In terms of like weird and wonderful stuff, I got a Death Star yeah. kitchen timer. Oh, that's quite cool. It is quite cool. It's massive, though. That's the only thing. It's like yeah. it's, it's like the size of one of those small footballs you got when you were a kid, like the ones where you yeah. didn't you couldn't play on the on the field because it wasn't the right time of year, but they'll let you play on the tennis courts because that's fine. Yeah, uh, and you had to get, <laughs> but you couldn't have a full size football on the tennis courts because sure, um, yeah. So they used to make you buy the small footballs, the mini ones. Yes, yeah. um, Even though you know, if it was to do with all I'll say is, if it was to do with getting hit in the face, it didn't help. No. If anything, it was worse. Yeah. Uh, what about memorabilia that you don't own
2: that you wish you could? <laughs> if, I don't know if we were try to explain long ball to people. Long ball? Yeah, it was a, it was a game that seemed to consist of just going on the basketball courts or netball courts and just lobbing a tennis ball as hard as you could at lunchtime.
1: Oh, I remember that. I don't, I don't know what yeah. we called it. I don't think we called I it long ball though. It wasn't where it was a territorial thing. No, I don't think it is. I just I don't think that's what I just don't think that's what we called it. But I don't know what we you know, I don't know what it is, <laughs> like what the uh yeah. equivalent would be.
2: But short ball, white ball.
1: I don't know. Maybe maybe it was long ball.
2: I don't know. No. Um anyway. Yeah. It's
1: And what about memorabilia that you don't own that you wish you anything you have your eye on that you you know.
2: Uh no, it's not. like I say, it's not really – I mean, if money and space were no object, then that would be different. Like yeah. Maybe a Lego executor would be lovely because I that think some of the Lego stuff cool. is lovely, but um, cool. I, I give enough of my time over to assembling Star Wars models for Firewind Ready as it is at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and um, maybe uh, Lego stuff takes up a lot of space when it's assembled. Mm. Um so, you know, um, in an ideal world, something like a Lego executive would be lovely because I've mentioned before I just love Star Destroyers. Yeah, and uh, and the executives is beautiful. Mm. Um, I think
1: if space were no object, I'd probably have more
2: Lego. Mm, it's, see, it's all it's all great stuff. It looks so. I'd love to be able to sink hours into putting together the Death Star or something like that. But yeah. um, I don't have hundreds of pounds, and I don't have hundreds of hours. Because, uh, yeah, for me, it's um, the say The space well, is the main I, thing. I have the same number of hours as everyone else does, but um, I, I tend to fill it up with other stuff first. Yeah, it's true. I
1: mean, yeah, I mean, I think more for me, it's more the space because mm-hmm. money-wise, like you kind of mentioned earlier in context of something else, I have, I could afford them, but mm-hmm. there are other things I'd prefer to buy first. Yeah, stuff that I feel like I could, I need or would benefit from more. Yeah. But if it was, you know, if there was a, if like I say, it's more the space thing to be honest, cause I'm sure I would enjoy the assembly of yeah. such things. Yeah. But it's just that the outlay of space but for the assembly and the assembled. Mm-hmm. Cause otherwise you just put it together as that was fun. Take it apart again. Like art attack. It's not. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. It's not. Uh, <laughs> Call it's, across. <laughs> and back. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It's, I think Lego would probably be... Yeah, I, I mean, I love the, of,
2: the Force lightsabers are lightsaber. It was a But Again... But you, you got to get your pose of it. You do with flash blade. You'll put your flash blade down and what, it goes back in the cupboard?
1: Pretty much. I mean, if, when I was a kid, I had one of those ones. It was just a plastic tube with a bulb in it. Yeah. And that was I, pretty I've, much the
2: same story. Yeah. Um, my daughter's got one knocking around here somewhere. She was actually trying to make lightsaber noises with it earlier. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um,
1: um, yeah, there's... Yeah. Lego would be my pick, I think. I'd have more Lego.
2: Yeah, maybe. If it was, uh, let's say, like I say, the, yeah. the
1: money's not so much the Out space.
2: a one to one Lego ATST. Nice. Yeah.
1: Just in the garden or something, just over under, yep. under, under the tarp.
2: Yep. Uh, line in Star Wars. Uh, well, there's a few lines. There's a Death Star Trench. That's a nice line. Um,. Biggest Canyon, that's probably a relatively straight line. Withering looks don't do so well over radio, do they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, best, li- oh, best line? Oh, man, he does big questions. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm loathe to say Nova is another because that was my answer for best scene. I mean, to be fair, it's part of it. Yeah, but uh, maybe I should take the opportunity to to diversify a little bit. You can have more, you can have
1: you can have another one. Tell you what, run off a few and I'll make you pick one.
2: Same as we did <laughs> last week.
1: All right. With, um Rather than having like, you know, dead hair. <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, we we do that a lot anyway. Yeah. Um, Not that yeah. they know of. Yeah, I know. Um, oh man, you got any? You can pitch in as well. It's your show. <laughs> I do. I'm just here to mess things up episode 2 good job yeah that is fun
1: you know that that was one of those ones that even in the cinema made me laugh out
2: loud yeah because I thought that was very good Um, yeah I mean C-3PO's got some great lines about the (sighs) genosis there's those looks again (laughs)
1: There's nothing really funny in the episode not well, it's not even funny, is it, the lines? It's just that whole speech of, you know, you are the chosen one. Just that kind of
2: Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, McGregor doing the best acting he turns in all, all series. Yeah. It's it's just really
1: it's just really well delivered. There's this it's the right mix of it's the right mix of upset, surprise. How could I have got this so wrong? Mm, I know. do not see this. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it's... It works on every level, I think. That, mm-hmm. that whole speech. Um, There's always a bigger fish. Always a bigger fish, yeah. i tell you what I do love, actually, and this might be my pick completely, but I'll obviously, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lock it in just yet. It's the line... And save your wife from certain death, mm-hmm. followed by the smile that creeps across his face and the music
2: that yeah. plays. All of it together. It sounds like the worst game show host ever when you describe it. Or <laughs> 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 the best. Yeah. So like, man, we've got overboard of a new crystal maze. Yeah, exactly. Uh- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When we come uh, back, he'll listen. be spinning on the big
1: wheel to take home his share of five thousand pounds <laughs> and save his wife from certain uh, death. <laughs> oh, uh, it's beautiful. Oh, that's that is good. Um, there's a, there's so many good chronic lines. Uh, any anything chronic says, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, yeah. Just the the like you say the oh it's beautiful. Oh, here's Lyra, back from the
2: dead. It's you know it takes a lot to not lando down to second best cape wearer in Star Wars. That is true. It. He
1: finds a way. If anybody can find a way, yeah, he has managed it somehow. And it's hard to I'll say. It's hard to find a bad credit line.
2: Yeah. Annoyingly, Vader in that film. I feel there's some really good lines in Solo, but I haven't seen it enough for some of the quotes to enter my stupid yeah. middle-aged brain. Oh, there there's a bit with
1: um him and Chewbacca and he's like well I' okay. we need to shorten that. Yeah, we need to shorten that. There's no way I'm saying that. <laughs> I'm saying that every time, or something to that effect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I really like Never Tell Me the Odds. Yes. Just the way he delivered, like again, it's like it's a nice mix of things, and in that one it's kind of defiance and also don't say it mm-hmm. <laughs> don't say it out loud uh and then similarly with han obviously there's the that's not how the force works obviously yeah. that goes without saying so good uh i do i, I quite like the um stop grabbing my hand no nah, i think that's nah. kind of i like it but okay. uh, i just think it's crap okay that's funny. <laughs> it's uh <laughs> It the the whole like the 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 whole thing. I understand it, but I think it's just they play on it too many times in the film. It's like yeah, we get it. Okay. Um, for some reason, I really like um, Barley Tick just Han Solo. You're a dead man. (laughs) Just that. Yeah. Okay. It partly because it reminds me of I think it's his character from In the Loop. Okay. Because he plays like a Malcolm Tucker style. Or somebody, him, or somebody like him, plays a Malcolm mm-hmm. Tucker-style character, but like an even younger, even more angry one. Okay. So yeah, that I just like the way he delivers that line. Has Maz That's got any good ones? That's a good. I mean, obviously, they if it wasn't a good one, they wouldn't do it in every film, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think if Maz has any really good. I tell you what, actually, the, there's one particular line of Maz Kanata's I really, really love in mm-hmm. episode seven. Um, when she just says, I assume you need something, desperately, just that pause mm-hmm. and then deliver the desperately, like, yeah. you know, it's not enough to need something, he has to really need it to come to Takodana. Mm-hmm. What about the droid attack on the Wookiees? <laughs> How do we forget that? Uh, yeah, I mean, that one's all right. Yeah. I know it's memed to to high yes. hell. I know, that's what we're saying I've been to yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, It is a, it's a, it's a fun yeah, you know, uh it's a fun line. Why does he, why does it's he a need meme. to see He's a hologram. <laughs> it's a great question. Why do they? <laughs> why, 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 uh, <laughs> how do they get that to the point where he can sit down in the chair and the chair's not part of the hologram? <laughs> I don't understand hologram technology in Star Wars. It's too cool. Yeah, because I noticed this. We'll talk about it a bit in uh, yeah. when we talk about Master and Apprentice. But there was a bit yeah. in that where there was a hologram in the book, like being depicted, and yeah. I was standing and I was sitting there going,
2: "How? How does that work?" So uh, I think I mentioned this in episode of uh, *Fire and Really*. There's a bit of *Revenge of the Sith*, which I love, but you have to—you don't quite notice it the first time. Right. It's at Order sixty-six. Obviously, Yoda is such a powerful Jedi; he senses the clone troopers yep. are about to attack him, yeah. and he just jumps up and takes them out. Yeah. The two Wookiees standing with him have no sense of that because the clone troopers don't actually do anything. He just gets the sense they're about to. Yeah. So for all these Wookiees, know for no reason, has just jumped up and decapitated his two friends.
1: Yeah, no, that's, yeah, it's a fair point. I mean, do they? Sorry, okay. I suppose we should do what he says. <laughs> yeah. Um. Do you want to tell him? This <laughs> yeah. is a wonderful. They just even gra- they just <laughs> growl growl at each other. I feel like in the if they did that film again now. One of them would, mm-hmm. you'd see them growl to the, each other in, with subtitles along the bottom, and it would say, mm. We should probably do something about that. Do you want mm-hmm. to tell him? Or something to that effect. <laughs> um, yeah,
2: yeah, that is. for the German sentries in
1: Kung Fury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or I know, say, the, the Steve Coogan. No, it's, it's not quite the same as the Steve Coogan bit in Tropic Thunder, but mm-hmm. quite. It's got the same kind of, like, what just happened. Okay. Uh, Element to it, but uh, mm-hmm. it's not quite the same thing. So actually, yeah.
2: kind of anyway, that's, that's our favourite lines. I'll go and for literally I'm, anything K two says.
1: I'm gonna go for the. Uh, oh yeah, that's a really good shout. Uh, I'm mm. gonna go for the uh,
2: and save your wife. Uh, that's my pick. Now I'm, 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 I'm going to stick with. If I've got to go with a chronic, it's probably we stand on okay. the uh, we stand here amongst my achievements, not yours.
1: Okay. Yeah, I know you're fond of that line.
2: Uh, Just from the crack.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's also fair enough.
2: And uh, Tantrums with Tarkin was a considered title for Firewind Ready.
1: (laughs) Grand Moff Tantrum. Yeah. Uh, Right, next one. Imperial Installation.
2: Hmm. Isn't it just a a building or a fortification?
1: I guess it's just like any kind of where you see the Empire on a planet, I guess. Vader's Castle. Vader's Castle is awesome. That'd be one of those, if I, again, if I had the, uh, if I had the space, the, the Lego mm-hmm. Vader's castle would be one-to-one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's definitely for sure. If it was, this, if yeah. space was well, absolutely, you can, you can live in it. if space was absolutely no object, then absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, if it was, even if space was to the point where I could put some Lego sets out, Vader's castle would be there.
2: Mm. Because that one is particularly—that'd be excellent. meta, living inside a, Va- a Lego Vader's castle surrounded by other Star Wars Lego items. That would be pretty cool.
1: Living inside, yeah. and you go out to to commute in an ATST. Mm-hmm. What's not to like? You know that would have to be connects, I guess.
2: Technics? I suppose so. Yeah, yeah. in order to uh, you know make. I don't know, it I don't move. know, that still a thing, so yeah, it probably connects.
1: Yeah, I don't even know if connects is still a thing. Uh, okay. I have no idea. I'm not really up on uh, on Lego stuff beyond, okay. obviously, the Star Wars sets because, mm-hmm. you know, it seems like yeah. it's the kind of thing that makes sense to know. Yeah, but I'm going to go with Vader's Castle as I'm going to mm-hmm. concur with that one. Uh, beyond that,
2: you don't really see a lot of them, do you? <sighs> a bit, a bit um, of Wabani. The Stars, the Galaxy Gun. Wabani, um, a little bit. Sun Crusher. Um, no, none of these are canon anymore. Uh, yeah, they also,
1: they're only ever written
2: about. Yeah, and you know, kind of balls. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, certainly in some of those cases more so than others. Yeah, uh, movie that mentions or references Star Wars.
2: Spaceballs. Spaceballs is a good pick. I mean, Spaceballs is going to be my pick purely because Star Wars or not, it's easily one of my favorite comedies ever. I think it's uh, from a a, a, as a comedian from a technical standpoint, the writing in it is absolutely flawless. It is a great Uh, include. And Mel Brooks says the funniest thing he ever wrote was the the bit where Colonel Sanders and Dark Helmet are watching back the yes. earlier part of Space Spaceballs movie end up catching up with her own feed and Elvick says that he thinks that's the funniest thing he's ever written um, man from a technical standpoint is one of the funniest things anyone's ever written it it's is.
1: That, that movie is
2: excellent throughout but yeah, yeah that, but bit that, that is just like I mean Breaking the 4-4 is a very very common thing now a lot of places do it that mm-hmm. was genuinely quite new back then to use break 4-4 Breaking for comedic purposes yeah you didn't really get that
1: no, I guess not. There would have been stuff that did it. Kind like, I mean, Deadpool was like already a, a thing. Was not
2: air, it? Airplane kind of spoofed stuff, but it didn't break the fourth wall like that does. Not like that, no. I don't even no, know if it breaks the fourth wall, does it? No, no, no. It just kind of references other movies. Yeah, it doesn't. Nothing doesn't. It's not like the, the movie Airplane exists inside for movie Airplane. No, exactly. Which obviously, yeah. Space Force is. It's. Just flawless. Yeah. Uh, and the John Hurt cameo. Uh, Rick Moran is playing with oh, yeah, his yeah. dolls. okay. Yeah. Uh, that improv scene <laughs> of uh, Rick Moranis playing with the with the, the Spaceballs action figures is yeah. brilliant <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, so I didn't see you playing with your dolls again uh, yeah um I I have a personal soft spot for fanboys as well because it's uh, probably the only time a movie felt like it was personally made for me and my friends okay i was i don't
1: know if i i, I watched i've seen it mm-hmm. i remember thinking it was I, I remember enjoying it but it's not it's not it's not stuck with me at all No? Okay. It's got no, it's not kind of stuck in my, it's not penetrated into my, Mm -hmm. into my.
2: With Lucky
0: Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom?
0: Sorry, sorry, we're here.
1: We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
0: (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Memory in any great sign of capacity. Oh, okay. It's weird. Yeah. Maybe I saw it too late in, you know. Maybe. Maybe. I did see um one that referenced Star Wars the other day. Uh, I watched Austin Powers 2 for the first time in what must have been a decade. Okay, yeah. And uh, there's a bit in there that references because he's wearing a spacesuit and he puts the. He accidentally. He, there's a. There's basically, the whole build up is that he's <laughs> accidentally. Um, keeps playing with the microphone on his spacesuit. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then he. Um, you can hear it and he accidentally turns the bass up too high and he says,
2: I am your father. And he goes, Really? What? No, not really. <laughs> I can't bring, I remember the, the trailer. I can't, can't remember the, the trailer for that was if you only see one movie this year make it the Phantom Menace but if you see two go see Goldmember or not go Spy Shack me as well <laughs> yeah exactly
1: um, it was I it's dated it's quite dated because obviously it's like mm-hmm. nineteen. I want to say 97 or 99 no I it's 90,
2: 99 it must be a 99 trailer oh. yeah um, yeah I'd say 99 yeah but yeah, I, I thought it was I really enjoyed it still. Even uh It's been a while since I've seen them but I always enjoyed them. Yeah. I think uh, Goldmember makes me laugh the most but it probably is the weakest movie because it relies on the other two so much.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. It's like it's very referential whereas yeah. the other two can stand on their own. Mm. Um, there's a there's a wonderful fourth wall break in Austin Powers 2 where they're mm-hmm. talking about cuz he's t- obviously he's time traveling. Yeah, and he says, "Well, what happens if this happens?" And oh no, I've gone cross-eyed. And uh, <laughs> Michael Yor- Michael York just turns to the camera and says, um, "No, he doesn't." He he just go, He just looks at Austin and goes, "I suggest you put it out of your mind, Austin, and just try and enjoy yourself." And he just then turns to the camera and just goes, "And that
2: goes for you too." <laughs> and then <laughs> I just love that his name's Basil Exposition. What a brilliant <laughs> <It's crazy>. name! <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, that's probably the most recent one I've seen that sticks in my head. I'm trying to think of another one.
2: It's so ubiquitous, though. Right? So much reference. This is stuff. the
1: thing. It's everywhere, isn't it? I mean... Yeah. Movies that mention or reference stuff.
2: It's, it's, yeah, it's just, it's, a, it's just so big. Obviously, I've gone for the Big Spaceballs, these for bigs, Big but it's been a sure. hundred times over in a hundred different things. Oh,
1: absolutely, yeah. I mean, they did a uh, whole family guy, did that whole trilogy. You know, yeah. they did every single one of the original trilogy yeah. themselves. And you know, I know that uh, a lot of people really like the Empire one, but for my money, even though they make constant reference to the fact that it's the one they have
2: to do, I mm-hmm. think Jedi's
1: the. St- I've I really enjoyed
2: Jedi really? the best. I, yeah, I've seen true, I seem to. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and revisit them. I can't even remember a lot about oh, yeah. about them, mm-hmm. apart from uh, the chickens Boba Fett. <laughs> um,
1: again, I, was, I, I think just because of its recency. Austin Powers 2 is the only one that springs to mind. I'm trying my best. I'm sitting here just drawing a complete blank. Yeah, but... um... I'd put it above Age of Ultron. Because Age of Ultron, I'm pretty sure, references Star Wars because it's on Captain America's list of movies he has to watch. Yes.
2: Which, yeah, I kind of hope he'd enjoy. You'd hope. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm really struggling. I'm going to say, there's so many. You're absolutely right. It's everywhere. And yet, now I'm sitting here trying to think of one. I am just drawing a complete blank. Yeah. Giant and Silent Bob strike back. Yeah, okay. Obviously, references, obviously, Mark Hamill's in it. Yeah, Camille. Yeah. Playing a, mo- uh, playing a character, and then they have
2: a lightsaber fight. Is it, uh, Reign of Fire does the Empire story? Uh,. Maybe. Ran Fire, it's a post-apocalyptic the movie where the Dragon it was taken right? over the dragons yeah. Yeah, and Christian Bale's uh, the main guy in it, and uh, him and one of his friends are putting on a play for the children mm. of their enclave, and it's the um, Cloud City duel between Vader and Luke, but kind oh, of wow. reframed to be the Black Knight and the hero, <laughs> and uh, one of the kids said, did you really write that? And Christian Bale says, yeah, of course I did, go to bed. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's yeah, but, uh, generally I'd advise not watching Rain and Fire that's fair
1: I think it's yeah. all the uh, stuff I've heard about it leads me to agree
2: uh, yeah you can always find something better to watch even if your alternative is Sharknado 2 which probably makes a Star Wars reference somewhere fairly uh, safe bet isn't it the, the, the fourth Sharknado movie was called The Fourth Awakens there you go so that's yeah. your pick is it yeah let's go Sharknado 4 <laughs>
1: when you didn't sure. say you you know what we really feel like we didn't say everything we wanted to say with the first three yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with Austin Powers too I, I know yeah. that there's going to be one where and do you know what people write in this one because I definitely know Spaceballs. I've missed dozens I know I have yeah. and I want it and, and uh, I'll bet I'll read them off and I'll just go oh of course not man yeah, yeah no, oh, uh,
2: definitely Spaceballs for me is, is, is my way by a country mile
1: yeah fair enough um next one character other than luke leia han chewie obi-wan and vader correct yeah like all right i really like cassian i've been finding Cassian's, myself warming to cassian more and more yeah, cassian, every time i watch rogue
2: one cassian a very strong character with a strong character arc um which you don't get so much in the no. new movies i like Jin um with uh, i like Jin's arc to a, uh, me too but I'm not there to drink it anymore
1: not as good not. I don't think her arc's quite as good as Cassian's but then I think it's still really good and still yeah. in the top half of character arcs from the sort of more recent movies yes without you know without much problem yeah I agree uh, in terms of other characters I mean Krennic's an obvious choice Palpatine's not, gone Palpatine's not in the list so I can say him he's great you can Palpatine's
2: a, is a, a great character yeah He's Uh, he's not, obviously,
1: he's a terrible, terrible person, but he's a strong character, and he's...
2: I like Dr. Aphra. She started out as just a a knowing parody of Indiana Jones, and has become a really good character in her own right. Nice. I haven't read everything from Dr. Aphra. I've
1: read a fair bit, Mm -hmm. but... uh... Mm -hmm all the stuff in the Vader comics and then the first yeah. trades that they did of her solo run. Yeah. Her, her own era was pretty good. Separate run. Solo yeah.
2: run is not the same. It's, yeah. It means different, different things, series. doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like it really bugs me when Star Wars novels say sort of say say a character did something with Rancor. It's like that's really misleading. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins will be furious.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm, do you know what I'm going to say? Certainly from, the, certainly from the sequels, I'm going to say Cassian. Okay. Otherwise, Palpatine's my pick. He's just too too strongly done a character to abandon. Yeah.
2: Um, I kind of mentioned this recording last night, but I I don't think we have much audience crossover, so I'll say it again. Uh, uh, Krennic is one of my favorite bad guys because he is, like all good bad guys, he is totally convinced that he is in the right for doing all these things. But it's the petulance that comes with him as well. You don't often see. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's still
1: kind of – he's still you can tell he's got problems with delayed gratification and like a kind of – not a Napoleon complex because that tends to be more – Yeah. But he's got that kind of feeling. You can tell he's got feelings of inadequacy and that he kind
2: of overreacts as a result. Yeah, but it's it's the infuriation. I don't think that's a real word. Um, He feels when he's still – Infuri- infuriation. Yeah, feels if if, yeah, Frustration, that's the word I was looking for. No, it's wow. a real word. <laughs> uh, the uh, You can feel that coming off him in waves when he stimmies, when Tarkin takes yep. control of the Death Star away from him. He's angry, but he's not just angry, he's indignant. Yeah. He's... Uh, and and you can see he's desperately trying to worm his way into the Emperor's Good Books. Mm-hmm. He's... Um, it's unusual to have a villain like that you get worming and scheming and mischievous mm-hmm. villains and you get angry self-righteous villains but you don't often get much blending of the two which is what you do get with credit yeah
1: yeah no i can see that I, I totally get what you mean i agree and yeah you know, ben Mendelssohn. yeah i mean you know you can't really go wrong with a bit of mendo i think that's fair to say mm-hmm. and i think no I, I think there are a few who would disagree certainly nobody mm-hmm. on steel wars because steel Wars loves a bit of mendo Okay, made a t-shirt about it and everything which i have in my wardrobe uh so there you go bradley this is part two so we've done oh. the last not not the other sorry the other bradley yeah. i should say um so bradley thank you for the original email and obviously hopefully you've enjoyed part two i'm mm. interested to know bradley's thoughts as well because i don't know that we got yeah. those, did we i don't think we did Certainly I don't, not for last I week's. Ones. I haven't seen his answers, man. no. So I think I want to hear Bradley's as well. And obviously, I want to hear from everybody else.
2: But... And I want every answer to be chronic, regardless of the question.
1: <laughs> um, so, our last email for this week comes mm-hmm. from Mark, who go, otherwise goes by the name The Bantam Menace. Love it. Yeah, it's great. Uh, mm. And it does have a story behind it, which he touches on in, uh, in the email. So, he writes Greetings, exalted ones. Hope you are both well. I'm, I am. I'm the Bantam Menace. Bantam is the nickname of my football team, Bradford City. First, I love your show. So easy to listen to, and it really passes my journey to work each Monday. I've tried others, but for some reason, the American ones have a habit of saying sick all the time. What is that about? I don't know. Apologies if last week was your first show, Mark, because I mentioned being sick more than once, yes. but uh, I assure you it is the <laughs> exception rather than the rule. Uh just wanted to say thanks for widening my knowledge of Star Wars. So I have a couple of points for info uh-huh. and or discussion. Okay. You spoke the other day about how v- uh, powerful Vader was, as shown in Rogue One. If you have a chance to read Lords of the Sith, you'll see how incredibly powerful he is. Yeah. You've read that one, right? Yeah. It's just a recommendation if you haven't. Okay. All oh, right, I see. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yes, um, yes I have read it. It's, yes. uh, it was one of the first of the new canon books. I think yes. You might be the second one after the Rebels a new dawn i thought tarkin predated it briefly oh no you might be right actually yeah they, they were I mean, very no. close i, I so seem to think one uh, of them
1: i can't remember which one it was but whichever one came out first was so close to the cutoff that i wasn't sure kenobi
2: kenobi was just kenobi before was the, the end, last of the legends ones yeah. yeah but it was like they'd announced it was going to be non-canon before it was a it was published that's uh, okay. how close it was yeah um You said that Dark Side Luke
1: overpowered uh, him in Jedi, but I have a few issues with this. We never really saw Luke powerful. We got a few glimpses, but nothing that would match Vader. In Jedi, Vader was very conflicted, and I think emotionally broken. You can see that on Endor after Luke says, my father is truly dead. Vader seems to lose his strength then. So rather than be beaten by Luke, I think it was that he couldn't kill his son. he had had enough of the pain and all that he had lost. Let's be honest, he was in his prime and younger than Dooku who could do somersaults and jump around like an Olympic gymnast. I always found it confusing that Luke did beat Vader, but this seems to be the only explanation. Luke wasn't powerful enough to beat him, but instead Vader had given up. Thoughts?
2: No? (laughs) No? (laughs) <laughs> so I, was just, I was just thinking just it through. processing. That's fine. Because I'm not sure how much I agree with that, but at the same okay. time, it's difficult to argue with. if It's just another interpretation of the sure. art, I guess. That's fine. Um, yeah. So I was, just, I was just thinking it through. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Um, I mean, possibly he was Vader was conflicted, but he was he that conflicted? He was still willing to try and kill him.
1: I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I I can't quite swing with it no because for me if nothing else the bit that luke says my father is truly dead and the mm-hmm. bit where vader turns to the light they're quite far
2: apart yeah there's a lot happens in the meantime
1: now i realize obviously that could be minutes in 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 real time yeah it doesn't have to be a long time passing just because a lot of decent chunk of time passing in the
2: film Plus, what happens directly before that is Vader goads Luke by threatening to turn Leia to the dark side. Yeah. That's not the actions of someone who's given up. That's the action of someone who's still determined to turn Luke to the dark side.
1: Yeah. I don't know about that one. I'm, I've I've always found that that Luke, that's the kind of the moment we see Luke just kind of hand himself over to the possibility of... Mm-hmm you know, opening up that door. Yeah. And granted, he doesn't open it for very long, which is fair, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Mark's not wrong about the fact that we see if we, you only get it for a few glimpses. Yeah. We don't necessarily see the the full kind of extent of Luke's potential. Mm-hmm. I don't know, though. I think it's a bit of I think that probably over time, the Vader thing might you know, that conflict might start to be working its way in but i don't think it's Mm -hmm. that immediate i think it's Mm -hmm. i think it takes longer yeah uh the next point may make you laugh and cry a little no it should be fun in my job i recently helped film some scenes for mission impossible cool and spent a few days with tom cruise and others i know sorry a bit show-offy but i have a point on a separate visit one of the guys was wearing an episode nine jacket so i asked as you would have you been on star wars he said yes and asked if I liked Star Wars. The answer was a massive yes. Now here is the killer. He said, shame I didn't know you last week. I could have shown you around the sets and got you an extras part. My heart died a little. I think you'll know how that must have felt. Why would he say that to you? That was just mean. I know, right? He he must he must know that I was so close to being cast in the role of Krennic. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. I think I did I think I did my table read for it once. Um Yeah. Oh my condolences. Yeah. That's it, right? That's that's spot on. I think yeah. I nailed it. Uh
2: I did get, just you it was between you, Ben Mendelssohn and Big Nasty, in the end, wasn't I it? I think it was. <laughs> was. Oh man, I would watch the hell out of that.
1: That guy's a wonderfully cartoonish human being. He's brilliant. Yeah. Uh so Mark continues, I did get a signed Last Jedi poster from Ryan Johnson and a space monkey hat from the production crew on Last Jedi. So all, all not lost, but what a missed opportunity. Yeah. Anyhow, celebration is on this week. Cannot wait for the trailer. Have a great week, and may the Force be with you. The Bantam Menace. Well, there you go. Thank you very much for no, that. Cool. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I was, just thinking, I was just kind of processing the last bit. Were there any last questions to kind of nah. mention? But no. No, there's, there's nothing like that. Um, yep. I am... Um, I've never come close to being in a film. Uh, I don't know anyone who's in the industry, I should say. Yeah. And uh, I don't think I know I – uh, well, I don't know anybody. Certainly, I don't know anybody who could have got me in on a film. I know people who work in the industry,
2: but not in the sort of casting. Yeah. I yeah, can't no, think I do, of... It's not an area I, I, I work in. no.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know um, how I would even. I know you can sometimes get extras casting announcements, don't? Can't you? Mm. Because I know Jeremy is keen to get involved with that stuff when he can. Okay. From uh, Retro Inc. Mm -hmm. So yeah, uh, Mark, or the Bantam Menace, as he's known. um, Thank you very much for your your contact. And you know, if you if this is your if you're only just jumping onto the show now or yeah uh, whatever, then welcome, and we uh, we hope to hear from you again. You know, Absolutely. as the weeks come along, so you know, welcome, welcome, keep it coming. Yeah, exactly. Right. So we are about to take our break, and what will happen is when we come back, it will be uh, a discussion of the uh, the book Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray. Yeah. And if you don't want to hear spoilers for it, because this will come out just before it releases, yeah, a few days before. So if you don't want to hear spoilers for it, then. This is the time to jump off. So, if you've so, I'll do the little sort of uh, condensed version of the outro now. Uh, Mm -hmm. If you've enjoyed the show, subscribe on all good podcast places: uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram at Talk Star Wars. Brad, where can people find you?
2: Uh, If you want to be my friend, you can add me on facebook.com slash Barnes. But if you'd like more of a cult leader type status and want to be my follower, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at realbradhb. And if you want to help me pay my mortgage, you can buy my books on Amazon. How much are these books? Um, Surprisingly expensive. I need to sell sell quite a lot of them. (laughs) Surprisingly expensive. One-to-one Lego ATSTs ain't cheap.
1: That's true. They ain't. Uh, so you can find me on twitter and instagram at rob vision and we're part of emotionally 14.com emotionally 14.com emotionally 14 on twitter facebook and instagram if this is you jumping off then we'll see you next week uh check out Star Wars commonwealth.com for all the great shows on there including us and uh eight other outfits and uh until then next week may the force be with you after the break master and apprentice yeah hello there if you're listening to this message, it means that you wish to hear our thoughts on the new novel, Master and Apprentice, from Claudia Gray. Yeah. So first things first, I'm going to say this is artistically wonderful.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
1: the visuals doing, of the actual doing,
2: the dust jacket the cover. Yeah, okay, the dust is yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it's very. Um. Sorry, go on. You were going to say something. I was, I was just going to say, also, it's worth mentioning that uh, it is uh, set in Minion, which is an Adobe Originals typeface. So oh. It's always nice to have a little bit of background info behind the, the font that I they use. I
1: think that's lovely, and I really appreciate yeah. you
2: going to all the trouble to
1: find that out. Um, <laughs> I, one of the things I noticed about it is it, it reminds me quite a lot of the Marvel color palette, you know, the one that people associate with the Marvel movie's
2: like you see it I, in doctor strange when he's going through all yeah, the different multiverses just, and just having this around my house, the house and seeing it at a corner of my head. every now and again i thought it was i'd lift a comic out or something yeah it's got that kind yeah, of very that kind of very much it, so the sort the, of the the um the
1: greens and the purples and the sort of pinks and oranges and stuff all kind mm. of swirling together yep so i'll give us so i read the synopsis just to kind of give people an
2: idea go for of what, it you've what, you've, you've what got a good voice about. for that type of thing
1: uh, I'll read the I won't read the little thingy um the all little right. paragraph. Yeah. A Jedi must be a fierce, fearless warrior, a guardian of justice, and a scholar in the ways of the Force. But perhaps a Jedi's most essential duty is to pass on what they have learned. Master Yoda trained Duku. Duku trained Qui-Gon Jinn. And now Qui-Gon has a Padawan of his own. But while Qui-Gon has faced all manner of threats and danger as a Jedi, nothing has ever scared him like the thought of failing his apprentice. Obi-Wan Kenobi has deep respect for his master but struggles to understand him. Why must Qui-Gon so often disregard the laws that bind the Jedi? Why is Qui-Gon drawn to ancient Jedi prophecies instead of more practical concerns? And why wasn't Obi-Wan told that Qui-Gon is considering an invitation to join the Jedi Council, knowing it would mean the end of their partnership? The simple answer scares him. Obi-Wan has failed his master. When Jedi Brail Avaros, another former student of Dooku, requests their assistance with a political dispute, Jin and Kenobi travel to the Royal Court of Pijal for what may be their final mission together. What should be a simple assignment quickly becomes clouded by deceit and by visions of violent disaster that take hold in Qui-Gon's mind. As Qui-Gon's faith in prophecy grows, Obi-Wan's faith in him is tested, just as a threat surfaces that will demand that Master and Apprentice come together as never before or be divided forever. You are good at that. Thanks. That's kind of you to say. Yeah, well. um, Friend. So... <laughs> So it's set. Um, get, uh, my impression was it was a couple of years before Phantom Menace.
2: Not uh, not long. I, I did. I crunched for numbers because it says oh. Obi Wan's uh, seventeen. And I think it's six years before Phantom Menace.
1: Okay, fair enough. It, yeah, annoyingly, the timeline in the book only tells you in what kind of, yeah. in what order they come. They didn't tell you I,
2: I think I, I crunched for numbers. I think it's six or seven years before Phantom Menace.
1: Oh, okay. It's like it's further back than I thought then.
2: Yeah, because he's seventeen. Uh, it says I won seventeen. I think he's twenty four in Phantom Menace.
1: Really? That old? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it seems like he's been a bad one for ages. Then. Well, he's maybe he's just crap at it. It could be. Yeah, I mean he's he's just, i just rubbish. <laughs> um, so. I'm jumping
2: on Wikipedia again. That's fine. Overall thoughts. What do you think? Uh, I loved. The background and character it gave to Qui Gon and Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved the 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 depth it gave the Jedi Council, specifically Yoda and Mace Windu, and for miscellaneous Jedi who pop up in Phantom Minutes and promptly disappear again. Okay. Um, I really liked the exploration of the prophecy as well. That was obviously that was a, cool, Yeah, a major uh, plot point. Yes. Uh, which and uh, you know Phantom Menace is twenty years old. And it's the first time we've really gone into the prophecy of a chosen one in any depth. I yes. appreciate the new. I appreciate the new canon isn't twenty years old, but no, it's true, even yeah. so, you think that would have been would have been touched on? Yes, there was something in there that caught my eye so, about the prophecy. Obi One is twenty five years old at the time of Phantom Menace.
1: Okay, yeah, so about eight, eight, seven, eight years then. Makes yep. sense. yeah. Okay, so there was something that caught my eye about it but we'll go we'll dig into a bit more depth Mm -hmm. as we go along but overall you were positive on it
2: uh i liked all those background elements i just wish the main story had been a bit stronger because it was fine but it wasn't uh i just wish there'd been a bit more meat to the main story to hang those lovely touches of chrome and background shading on okay fair enough what did you think
1: (laughs) I, I thought it was good. I The only thing I noticed about it was it felt like it was building and building and building and building and then, you know, a switch flipped and suddenly the plot. It was very, very – there was a point mm. where it, the, the plot kind of, you know, really kicked in and then suddenly it was over again.
2: Yeah, I, I know what you mean actually, yeah. yeah.
1: It was It was almost – and I think it was – because it's about – the hardback's about 300 and something pages – Mm. And it felt like for about two hundred and seventy five of them, you hadn't seen the full plot unfold. Yeah, and then no, suddenly, agree. in twenty pages, it's done. Mm. Bit, a bit of a pacing rush towards the end. Yeah, that was quite a. It was. It felt quite rushed in that respect.
2: Mm. Having but said I that, know, I, thought, I, liked I thought the it a lot. action scenes scattered throughout were well paced and felt Star Wars-y.
1: There was just yeah, I think the the problem was just not so much the the pacing of those scenes. It was the bits in between. Mm-hmm. Long periods of exposition. Yes. followed by, and... Punctuated by brief interludes of action. Yeah. It is kind of prequely, though, in that respect.
2: Yes, that's very true. It almost
1: fits well with the
2: era in that the, yeah. the films
1: are a bit more like that. Yeah, they in, don't
2: have a frenetic pace, something like A New Hope does. Yeah, it's it's a a new hope is tight there's no wasted space in the new hope no definitely not but i agree phantom menace has more of an ebb and flow to it Mm
1: -hmm. yeah was this let's say and this kind of fits in more with that Mm. sort of sequel era stuff yeah yeah okay i like that overall like i say i quite liked it i thought it was Mm -hmm. you know enjoyed the story it didn't it simultaneously didn't there was a bits that sort were of really quite predictable and then there were bits that I thought, Oh, okay, that was a yeah. pleasant surprise. Yes. Uh and I thought that was, you know, that was a pleasant mm-hmm. that was a pleasant experience in that respect. It wasn't, you know, there were there were sort of twists and turns, but they none of them they didn't all just feel really, really telegraphed. Mm-hmm. There were moments where I went, Oh, wow, I did not expect that. And it sort of genuinely caught me off guard. Yes. And yeah, like I say, I'm sure we'll talk, we'll touch on those a bit as we go along. Mm-hmm. What kind of um, stood out for you in terms of bits and pieces? Uh, I liked rail as a character, actually. Who out of interest. So I liked him as well. Who did you, yeah. who were you picturing in your head? Where's Bentley? Really? Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Cause did I was, have- he, he's a bit Rail's supposed to be a bit, I think he's supposed to be a bit older,
2: you know, mm-hmm. he's sort of in his fifties and stuff, but I was picturing Matthew McConaughey quite easily. Okay. And we've not had him yet. I suppose he should be about the same age as Qui-Gon, really, as Liam Neeson. Maybe we're is pitching a bit young. Maybe. But yeah. Yeah, he was kind of... Yeah, we're kind of who works, actually.
1: Yeah, just that, he, you know, I realise it's a little bit of an easy jump because he sort of speaks with a sort of southern drawl. Mm. And they kind of touch on the fact that he's got an accent that's not coruscant because he didn't start off there and he probably came there too yeah. late. Um, presumably... Obi-Wan Kenobi came from Britain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh planet Britain. Yeah, Stu John. <laughs> but yeah, Still in my Ken. head he was Matthew McConaughey. Okay, yeah, that works. Yeah. I could see that um working quite well in fact. Mm-hmm. And like I say we haven't had him in Star Wars to date. No. We had Woody, He's... but not Matthew. Yeah.
2: Woody McConaughey.
1: Yeah, Woody McConaughey, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think he's changed his name for stage. I want to say Warwick (laughs) Davis. (laughs) Obviously, I am not seriously suggesting that
2: (laughs) that, uh, Warwick
1: Davis is the lost McConaughey. (laughs) Uh,
2: I liked that the Jedi Council weren't necessarily portrayed in a very positive light because you saw so much of it from Qui-Gon's perspective.
1: Yeah, they did have a bit of that to it. I think... um, Obviously, the prequel era Jedi have been um, ragged on quite heavily over the years. Um, mm-hmm. They kind of give them a bit of a, a hard time in Last Jedi as well, because obviously Luke's sort of documenting their failures and mm-hmm. telling Ray and probably anybody who'd listen. Yeah, but he hasn't had many visitors, and the caretakers are probably bored of it by now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, still about it again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, do you know, just 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 smile and nod along. Just do what yeah. I do. Um, But. Yeah,
2: I mean, obviously... Oh, what are like, power so, converters? He keeps banging on about them. <laughs> yeah, Never did get them, he keeps saying. Um, he, Somewhere at Toshi Station, there's just some power converters with L. Skywalker's pinned to them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just picking them up. He'll be here one day, all right? He's never yeah. missed, he's never missed a pickup. Yeah. I'm sure he'll be here. Well, there's no return address. You can't send them back. No. Besides, have you driven past there recently? <laughs> No, no, do not need that. Thank you. <laughs> CSI Tatooine is uh, yeah. very uh, very confused <laughs> by the whole situation. Oh, man, there's a series that needs to happen. I would go with that, you know, get yeah. Sinise involved because, you know, they haven't done Thrawn yet, but I don't know if they're going to. So no. just get him involved uh, CSI Tatooine
2: uh, instead. they probably just use Mickelson again, wouldn't they? Yeah, I could do, I suppose. Yeah. Sinise it's might not, work as not, rail actually. Not Mads for the other one. Oh, uh, yeah, I know the one you mean. Um, one is Thrawn, whose name escapes me at the moment. Yeah, Lars? La- Maybe Mick's, Lars. Nick? Mick? Mick? Mick's, Mick's not dead.
1: <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know, is the, uh, is the answer. Okay. Apologies to Mr. Henriksen? Lars Henriksen. Sorry, Lars <Lance laughs> Henriksen. Just in general. I'll, I'll stop doing it.
2: Oh, good professionals <laughs> uh what was i saying uh sinise might saying
1: work. yeah sinise might work as uh um rail Averos as well
2: actually that's not a, not not a bad shout actually yeah, that would yeah. kind of work i think
1: you need to, but you need somebody i think the reason i chose matthew mcconnell is because he kind of the description kind of reminded me of like a sort of sleazier version of um his character from oh. dark tower
2: I haven't seen that yet. Does uh, the look of him uh, in I, the trailer. I think he's, he's Flag, isn't he? he sure. Is he, not?
1: Is he the man in black? Randall Flag, yeah. Randall Flag, thank you. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. he's um. Yeah, he's Randall Flag. So, um. yeah, he's he's got that look. Yeah. You kind of want a sort of, like I say, a slightly. What's the
2: word? Like a yeah. sort of gentleman, gentleman's club. Dark, uh, I haven't seen the Dark Terror movie, but I know the character of Flag enough to know that's a good cast,
1: yeah, exactly right. It's uh, but he, yeah, he, it sort of it seems like a sort of the kind of man in black, Randall Flagg, who would frequent gentlemen's clubs. That's kind of where I saw Rail Avrros landing <clears> in terms <throat> of look. Uh, Lars Mickelson. Lars Mickelson, thank you. No, that's why uh, I'm here. Yeah, um, say reason. <laughs> and then yeah, with Averros in terms of the other characters, were there any that sort of jumped out at you as in, as good? No, they were a bit incidental, I felt. I think you were designed to sort of, you know, you were designed, you were intended to kind of be following Rails' journey more mm, than anybody else's was, because obviously yeah, his, his was the one with the, with the big arc. Because, yeah. um, is it Fanry, the name of the princess turned queen? Yeah, it was just kind of transparent and there. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, you know, she was fine, but we didn't really get a sense of any of her backstory. No, absolutely. Just, she'd been a princess, and that was about it, really. Yeah. Uh, whereas, you know, Rail obviously has his kind of mm-hmm. Padwan, who he's got um, killed through his sort of
2: disregard for the Jedi yes. sort of tactics. Uh, Rahara and Pax, what do we think of those? I quite liked their interplay. Yeah, I, I thought like, they, were, I liked, they, they were fun kind of Tag and Bink type characters almost.
1: Yeah, I liked um, that Pax was so odd. Yes. Do you know what I mean? He actually got more backstory than Fanry did. He did, yeah, in a way. She kind of, well, I mean, hers, was, yeah. Oh, in Fanry's case, absolutely. I was thinking of um, Mm -hmm. Rahara, Mm because Rahara's got some backstory, but it's enough to, it's almost enough to say you don't want to know the rest, Mm -hmm. which is quite good in that respect. Yeah. Um, And then, let's say, Pax is quite good in that he's a bit weird and a bit off the wall Mm -hmm. and a bit, unusual in terms of demeanor which for star like for star wars characters he he's a bit more of the unusual
2: hmm.
1: but less on the dj side where it's kind of a bit silly yeah and more of the lobot side where robots are involved it's only in the french version yeah exactly yeah but he had more dialogue than any all but the french lobot
2: <laughs> <laughs> a bit more dialogue than bosk very true yeah that's yeah. definitely true um, yeah, um, I'm a big fan weather, really. of Claudia Gray. Yes, I think this is probably my least favorite of her Star Wars books so far. Okay, um, as I say, I think the characters are absolutely nailed, but just from that main story, as you say, it just kind of it blew away like some sugar puffs in the breeze by the end of it and didn't really matter. That's an
1: interesting uh, simile there. I like that. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why my brain works that way either. That's no, fair enough. Um, uh, <laughs> it's totally fair. Yeah. Uh, so the, the, there's a lot to dig here, especially yes. if you are a Star Wars fan, and if you if you are enough of a Star Wars fan that you subscribe to a Star Wars podcast yes. and stick around post credits for spoiler content, yes. then I'm willing to bet you're a Star Wars fan. That's fair to say. Um, there's enough here for Star Wars fans to get their teeth into. I think it's yes. with specific regard to mm-hmm. building up on Qui Gon and yes. Obi Wan's early relationship.
1: How did you? In, how did you find the uh, the Dooku? Backs the kind of the side plot that's running in the background. It's it's not it's not what's the word? It's not it's not deep. It's not it's not overdone. I don't think. Mm, It's it's, sort of just hinted at in the background.
2: It's hinted at like earlier than I was under the impression he started. I, I knew he'd left for Jedi Order. Yeah, but wasn't it Qui Gon's death that led him to explore the Sith? where it's kind of hinted at the end of this that he's already hidden down that path. Well, at the very least, he's taking a, a sort of obsessive interest in the prophecies. Yeah. Which not necessarily
1: be the Sith, but you might, you could certainly conceive that that would be the way it would go. Yeah, so found there. yeah. Uh, I'm sure I can't find it there. <laughs> but I quite enjoyed the fact that they didn't harp on too heavily about the Dooku stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They touched on, I think, the fact that Rail didn't Rail say once that he hadn't been that he hadn't heard from Dooku, and obviously that turns out to be a lie. Uh,
2: Dooku's line is. You would learn much here on Sereno with me. You have yet to imagine the truth of the force, but you could find the way. There are so many things I've learned that I could teach you far more than we ever told us at the temple. And if it isn't hinting at the Sith, what is it hinting at? Well,
1: no, I think it could be hinting that that's the path he's going down. I just don't necessarily think he's mm. he's there yet. He's kind of he's he's clearly figured out that there's more to it than they're letting on, but that doesn't necessarily say okay. dark side.
2: Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it, I can swing that. Um you got some good insights this week
1: thanks thanks I I try Um, so one thing that caught my eye which I thought was interesting it actually they destroy a fan theory in this if you picked up on it they read you you the prophecy of the chosen one and it's
2: him so it can't be Ray yeah, I was under the impression it wasn't supposed. To, I was, I never swung with Rabia, and Chosen one anyway. So I agree, but I, then
1: that's defi- it was, it's definitely it fan, it's definitely a fan theory that's done the rounds.
2: Okay, because yeah, well, I'm glad they've shut that down because it doesn't make sense.
1: No, indeed, but uh, and also it's it's they've been very careful and rightly so, I think, not to undo anything that George had done. So they've done stuff on top of what he's done, but they haven't done to my mind they haven't done anything that overwrites what he's done yes yeah which is what it should be yeah it's absolutely yeah you definitely don't want it to be uh mm-hmm. you know completely trampling over his legacy yeah which part of the I reason as, as an aside i don't actually see it uh, even though they've bought fox i don't see them re-releasing the uh original versions for that exact reason just out of mm. deference to george's original vision Yes, maybe yeah maybe i don't know that's my that's my theory of if it doesn't happen that's my theory of why it hasn't happened okay but yeah there's there's a, i was trying to find it in the book but obviously it's 300 pages long uh while i was describing that but um there <laughs> is there is a point where he reads the prophecy of the chosen one verbatim yes and it does spe- it does specify a he um yeah, something like to a, a child will be born to, of the Force to no father, and he shall bring balance to the Force, or something like yeah. something to that effect. Yes, um, but I thought that was interesting because, mm. like I say, the fan theories have been sort of, you know, I, in my mind they've been incorrect, but at the same yeah, time I, they've been, been, I,
2: I, I never gave them much credence. No,
1: but I've been, but there's been quite a popular one that's like, oh well, you know, they misinterpreted it once, and it's like, okay, yeah, fine, but at the same time, George has been very clear on the fact that. It's Anakin. Mm. It's in the special features of
2: Episode Three. Yes. So, you know, sorry. Yeah. No. I, I, I. This book had no real bearing on any of the. No. Anything beyond Phantom Menace, really. Yeah. Indeed. It's. Um,
1: but, in terms of, in terms of other bits, there weren't really that many spoilery bits, or any kind of really illuminative stuff was there that I can think of
2: no it was a character piece which was what I really liked it for yeah Uh, I yeah
1: I agree I think it's a in that respect I think it's really good I like the sort of build-up they do of Obi-Wan and Anakin uh, Anakin Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon kind of going through that you know will Mm -hmm. they won't they split sort of thing especially with the whole Jedi council thing and you sort of get a sense of why the council are a bit funny with him because even after they sort of extended the olive branch after he's disregarded them completely Mm. and forced them to go around him and get Obi-Wan in to do the job for him in the... uh, What's the name of the ceremony? So it's a coronation, isn't it? It's like the signing Mm -hmm. of the treaty thing that's supposed to turn it into a constitutional monarchy, into a republic. That's it. Uh, See, obviously, he kind of boycotts that because of the... Is it Cherka it's pronounced? Cherk
2: or Zerka, one of the
1: two, yeah. yeah. So the the corporation sort of mm-hmm. you know, he's kind of um protesting their presence in the whole system because he thinks it's detrimental, mm-hmm. which is fair, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, he's entitled to his beliefs. And the uh the fact that he go he does that, he disregards the council, he goes ahead and does his own thing, and yet they keep the offer open. Partly out mm-hmm. of formality, but they keep it open at all. Says that you know they still kind of consider it worth doing in the long run, and then he turns around and says, "Nah, yeah, I'm Which, good." You know, yeah. So it's, it's I quite liked the fact that they did that mm-hmm. rather than have him just yeah you know, have it taken away from him. Yeah, uh, because you know they Reasons. felt sort of slighted. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was, out of pettiness they they do a good job of. Making the council fallible without making them
2: slapstick, farcical. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, it's it's like a, I think uh, I think part of that weight comes from the fact you're seeing it from Quagron's eyes, and I think he already has that perspective of them. That's entirely possible, actually. Yeah, that makes
1: sense because yeah. he's he already sees them as a little bit sort of yeah narrow-minded and naive. Mm-hmm. So yeah, which I like
2: a, because a uh, uh, points of view are, uh, is a recurring theme of souls
1: Yes, and also you know the the uh, limitations of the Jedi is a theme of the prequels. Yes, so your focus
2: determines your reality. There you go. Um, was there any bits in the in the book that you didn't particularly like at all? No, like I said, just that, that main framework plot was just a bit forgettable EU novel it wasn't bad by any no. stretch um no, not at all. maybe it was overshadowed by how good I felt the characterization was I kind of wished there was a bit more hmm. to be done with that side of it but, okay um by no means did I think it was bad it was just kind of it was overshadowed by the other good bits I suppose yeah so it's like the, um, the weakest of a good bit of a good bunch yeah there the, the was nothing I actively disliked in this book
1: no I, I would agree Self- yeah, I would agree. I mean, the there was a bit that seemed, it, again, it seemed a bit prequely, not necessarily in a good way, was the bit towards the end where Obi-Wan gets stuck in the automatic fighter. Right. Okay, And he's yeah. going through the corridors, and that all felt very, it felt mm-hmm. almost a little bit Jar jar Yeah, that I actually liked silliness. the beginning bit
2: of the Hot Palace I really liked.
1: I quite liked that. It sort of yeah, it painted, that, that it, it painted the it. picture very well yeah you know and I quite liked the sort of slimy yeah. um, what's his name oh, what is his name I'll find it because this one's right at the beginning mm-hmm. he's got an unusual name with like begins with a TH or something thuliseeb or something like that oh you're good at this yeah that's off the top of my head but I don't know how close I am uh,
2: let's see not Wambo Wambo <laughs> Fearable Fearable yeah okay that's a good yeah. that's a good, it's a good Star Wars name no, yeah and it's not a, you know, it wasn't far off yeah yeah, I've uh, just, just, I I just accidentally flicked to other books by Claudia Gray and it's Star Wars Lost Stars, Star Wars Bloodline, Star Wars Leia, Princess of Alderaan. So no wonder this is fourth place by default. I
1: don't think I've seen, I don't think I've read Leia, Princess of Alderaan. I have a
2: paperback I can actually okay. dig up for I you. I
1: definitely haven't read Lost Stars. I know that. I uh-huh. want, I have wanted to, but I just never got round to it. Uh, I think in the UK it's iBooks exclusive. That's why. Ah, and yes, I don't read iBooks because... I hunted reasons. down iBooks. Even, yeah, okay, despite that, probably worth doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, in terms of, I, I thought it was overall a really strong book. I mean, yes, I can't really, it's tricky because I don't want to, uh, although we've kind of opened ourselves up to the spoilery bits, I'm wary of just reading the book, as in, you know, <laughs> just going through the entire. yeah. There was. Uh, tell you what, there, it wasn't a thing I disliked, but there was a. The, it did feel pretty obvious to me that the performance artists were never going to be the real baddies. Yeah, they were rather
2: obviously a smokescreen, were not they?
1: Yeah, and it just, you know, that's fine. I sort of obviously that's apparent, it, but it's it should be kind of what's the word? It it shouldn't be for me. It should be a surprise to the character when it's a surprise to the audience. Yeah, a, twi- okay. a, a sort of, a, twi- a twist is a strong way of putting it, but that kind of, that level of, mm-hmm. you know, misdirect should be revealed. Everybody should kind of catch on around the yeah. same time. Whereas, you know, as soon as they sort of found these, the blackguards, they call them, they sort of mm-hmm. what turned out to be yeah. Princess Fannery's, um sort of splinter outfit.
2: Mm-hmm. As as soon as the, I wasn't sure if it was, sure was blackguards because the English pronunciation of that is blackguard. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so that, that's how I'll pronounce it, but I, I might be wrong. I have, blackguard yeah. makes sense considering what I look like, but.
1: I have no idea, is the answer. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, but
1: I just felt like as soon as you. I'm trying to think where exactly in the story you first encounter those, those group of soldiers. Mm-hmm. I think it's on the moon. Mm hmm. As soon as you encounter them, I'm sitting there thinking they're a separate thing. Yeah. Initially I thought there might be an early um the early indicators of the separatists. hmm But um obviously that turns out not to be the case, but it just seemed quite apparent to me fairly uh, fairly quickly that as soon as you encountered them, they weren't
2: anything to do with the opposition. Mm-hmm. But uh Um I was pleased. Just generally to get some prequel era supporting materials, which has been distinctly lacking since the Canon reboot.
1: Totally. What's interesting about this, because obviously you get a timeline in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, what's interesting is reading that timeline in the context of, you know, where things sit. So in between Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, there is now nothing. Yeah. This is now the only. Th- so this is pre-Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the Clone Wars TV series and Dark Disciple between two and three. Yes. Between 3 and Solo, there is Catalyst, Lords of the Sith, and Tarkin. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. So then there's Solo, Thrawn, A New Dawn, Thrawn Alliances, Thrawn Treason, and Rebels. Yeah. Makes sense. Rogue One, A New Hope, Inferno Squad, Heir to the Jedi, and uh, Battlefront Twilight Company. Yeah. Nothing between Empire and Jedi at all. Oh, yeah, no. And then Return of the Jedi to Force Awakens... Alphabet Squadron, Aftermath, Life Debt, Empire's End, Last Shot, Bloodline, Phasma, Canto Bite. Mm-hmm. There's loads. There's absolutely loads. Yeah. It just seems like yeah. so much stuff, and there's just all and these yeah, other the same gaps. Time
2: gives us absolutely no real context for Force Awakens.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah. yeah, there's there's gaps that need plug in. Um, there are some.
1: It would be nice to have something that replaces Shadow of the Empire.
2: Yeah, I was kind of hopeful that was going to get more or less brought back. Um, yeah. Uh, checking on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is seven years before Phantom Menace. Yeah. Okay. Um, at the moment, before Master, there's only one item before Master and Apprentice in the canon. Okay. Which is a short story called A Recipe for Death, which is in Tales from a Galaxy, Far, Far Away Aliens. Oh, okay. Uh, which recounts the disappearance of a sous chef working at Maskenata's castle. Okay. Uh, and yeah, it's. Come on, stupid computer. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a short story that doesn't really appear to be of any significance. So the first major story is now Master and Apprentice. Yeah, okay. Um. Some comics filling in background stories. There's a Qui-Gon mm-hmm. Age of Republic story coming out, a few Yoda short stories in the yep. Star Wars main series, Yeah. Uh, a Darth Maul prequel series, and then into Phantom Menace. So uh, there's not a lot. No, indeed. Um. There is there is not a lot. This is true,
1: and it would be nice to have more. Mm. But at the same time, you know, don't
2: churn it out. No, indeed, it'd be a good, a healthy balance is important for these sorts yeah, of things. Absolutely. Uh, um, if anything, I'd like there to be more kids' series of books, like they did for Jedi Apprentice mm-hmm. series. I don't. Have, is, is that a thing anymore? You Used to get like a series of like twenty books for kids, who were quite. I feel like there are some kids' Star Wars books, yeah, because I remember. Yeah, but they tend to be more substantial young adult novels, don't they? They don't seem to do those series of novellas almost that they did for stuff like, like the Jedi Apprentice series mm. or the um, one for Young Anakin, whose name escapes me at the moment. Uh, yeah, I can't think. No, but it, you know, used to see they were quite thin. Books kind of aimed at like junior school age. Yeah, another kind, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm amazed with... Because that will fill up the timeline nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. there are Adventures in Wild Space. That's the, uh, the, the kids' the, series, yeah, is yeah, yeah, I've got them. They're, yeah, they're about that size, but they're like a series of six. I think they're not really like... They were like almost ongoing series back when mm-hmm. I was younger. Aimed at seven plus, time, apparently. Times change. Yeah, yeah, they're good. Um,
1: and written by Tom Huddleston. So close.
2: Yeah. So close. Yeah. And they've um, just come out on Audible over here as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Probably not Mark yeah, no. Thompson.
1: No. <laughs> or That's Jonathan, definitely or it's a, Davis.
2: It's, it's a good fun series. Yeah.
1: Okay. Nice. Um, so, where, in terms of where does this sit in the overall kind of Star Wars novels, the canon stuff? Of canon stuff. Yeah, because you've you've identified it as the um, sort of you've you're the weakest feeling, Claudia Grey one, although that's a good list. Yeah. There's no showing being fourth in that list. No, totally. Um I'd say she's probably the best. Zahn is good in the new canon. Zahn's very really good. In the new but uh, in the new canon he's kind of had new a guns. lot of his wings clipped. Okay. Uh, because it, you because know, obviously he's only writing the Thorn
2: trilogy can't, now. I kinda wish Legino would do more to be honest. Lugino is good. Very yeah, good. Yeah. Um this is kind of like upper middle, maybe I guess, okay, see for me, it kind of
1: it outdoes i mean the for me, despite not because they're bad books, but because I just can't get on with them, the aftermath is sort of where I see the
2: yeah, my least favorites they're my least favorite of the new books, yeah, yeah of the ones Some I've stuff read I like in there but yeah. I mean,
1: no. of the ones I've read, I should say,
2: yeah, last shot was good actually, yeah,
1: um dark Disciple was quite strong, I remember a bit thinking.
2: That was quite a good book. Dark Disciple is good, but yeah. relies a lot on prior knowledge of having watched all of the Clone Wars. I didn't feel that way. I, didn't, I haven't seen a lot yeah. of the Clone Wars. and I still feel like felt like I oh, could okay. follow it. Maybe, maybe my perspective is skewed.
1: It could be one of those things where it, it just it gains a lot from maybe. having seen, yeah. it. like um, having seen Rebels for Rogue One. You get a lot yeah, of little okay. extras that
2: you sort of go, "Oh, well, Catalyst." I, that. Actually, I need to revisit Catalyst. Actually. Catalyst is a great book. Yeah. Um, Actually, I actually, I really liked both the Battlefront books and wasn't expecting to. I haven't done those. I've heard they're good. Yeah, they're good. yeah I've heard they're good. Uh,
1: for me, it's kind of, yeah, I'd say you kind of.
2: There's been no absolute stinkers of the new canon. So if you say Aftermath isn't great, but there's a lot of good bits and stuff to mm-hmm. like in I don't know if there's been ab- any absolute stinkers so far. There's no Crystal Stars. There's, there's no Crystal Stars. There's no Planet of Twilights. Corellian Conflict. Um not Korean conflict it's an Armada expansion oh, you know uh, what I meant the, the, the uh, showdown at centre point ones isn't it yeah <sighs> the crap ones this is a Corellian trilogy isn't it yeah I think it might well be a Corellian yeah. Blackfeet Crisis is what I'm thinking of which was also not good yes there were some they, they, not they, uh, good that ones. was the era where they'd kind of run out of steam and it, but it was before the Thrawn geology and Vector Prime yes yeah so it was just a lot of faff with no real progression yeah
1: that was a rough time i think uh you know not not the best output there i think that was probably the period where video games
2: were stronger maybe i i just it, it it made you very aware that vector prime was needed yeah which thankfully it came out so you know, there's a yeah, uh, a shake up was needed mm-hmm. and uh the Duology, as in Duology, ended almost like the first volume of the stories mm-hmm. brilliantly. Uh, it wrapped it all up but also left it over to do something new and then Vector Prime came off and just everything after Vector Prime was really good.
1: Yeah. I mean I liked all the Thrawn stuff in the in the old legends as well as mm-hmm. I like so far what I've read of the uh yeah. of the new so, Thrawn stuff. Which yeah. I think is only the middle one. It's an odd yeah, choice same. on my part,
2: but yeah, I haven't even done have a series of Rebels. Is in you know. I've been so crap at catching up. With I've rebels. done series
1: three. I don't know if he's turns up in series four. I would guess he
2: probably does. Well, he has got me somewhere. Well, quite. You know, this yeah. is this is exactly right. Yeah. So, uh, do we have a rating system for book reviews here, or have we just no just a, recommend, that recommend that or don't
1: recommend or don't recommend? Yeah
2: um i would say if you're enough of a star wars fan that you've bothered to listen to this review then you would enjoy master and apprentice i would i would concur so you think it's for the enthusiasts only if if you're enthusiastic enough to subscribe to a star wars podcast then yeah you're you're invested enough in star wars for this to be your bag uh if you're a only watch for movies type of Star Wars fan which is a perfectly valid type of fan to be yeah sure um then you're probably not hearing this review and anything i say is invalid Let's say, for argument's sake, they just stumbled across um, it. Maybe
1: I release it separately. Say, I, okay. Um, I might not. I would say probably. Say.
2: I would say probably not for you. Um, purely, there, there are other novels I would recommend to you first if that was how you wanted to get into this kind of stuff. Okay,
1: so if it's one of those ones that if you're a, I mean obviously if you're a fan of the prequel era. Then yeah. I would say it probably. Defi- I would say it definitely is for that for the people who are really heavy into the prequels because it's mm-hmm. fleshing out the characters you probably like the most. Yes. Uh, otherwise, I would I would concur. I think it's for the enthusiasts it's for the enthusiasts and the completionists who want to read ev- who yep. want to devour everything. Yep, which is us. Claudia Gray is great, and mm-hmm. it's not by any means a bad book, but I think she's done far better books. Yep, even within Star Wars
2: yeah I agree yeah cool. so, uh, uh, to, to reiterate this being her fourth best book is by not, no means not a, not a shameful thing yeah, by no, by no means a
1: knock because yeah. she's done some rather excellent books
2: yeah over totally the, uh, over the years so. please please do more. we love you yeah absolutely and uh, if you're listening, um, come on the show. why not? The invitation's yeah. open
1: yeah uh, there you go, so master and apprentice it's kind of a a sort of pseudo
2: thumbs up from talk star wars uh, it's, i would say it's, it's a, i would say if you're still listening it's a thumbs up for you
1: yeah fair enough so like, if it was a rating probably like a seven i guess i think that's fair
2: on, yep. the t- on the Tenth a 10 I, I think say. it's yeah. fair yeah <laughs> yes. <I> have a hundred <laughs> <that's> scathing yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, I, I think yeah seven seven and a half out of ten is is a fair rating yeah nice
1: so there you go. Cool. So if you're if you're a Star Wars fan and you like the books, then the seven and the seven and a half was probably enough to sway you, I would say. So uh, uh, I would. Master and Apprentice is available from April eighteenth, I believe.
2: It a, is, which when's uh, oh, Wednesday's coming out? Monday. So three days. Three days. Okay, cool. So we've got the jump on you there. Yeah.
1: Um, so a few days. Be- so this is comes out a few days before. Thursday. Thursday. Comes out. So yep. check it out then. Yeah. Uh so there you go. If you've From or, Century and Penguin Random House. So Century and Penguin Random House, which Penguin uh, Random
2: House sounds familiar for the audiobooks. Yes, uh, twenty pounds in hardback. I don't have pricing information for ebooks or audible, I'm afraid. Or non UK. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I only have the press release from No, that's the fair. UK. That's fair enough.
1: Um but there you go. If you've enjoyed the review and it sounds like it's for you, then go get it. Yeah. Seems like a, you know, a good uh, outcome from this obviously. discussion. Absolutely. Yeah, indeed. So if you've heard the show up until now, then you know obviously that we've done the su- the uh, shorter version of the outro, but I will yeah. take the opportunity to give an individual bit of love to each of the Star Wars Commonwealth podcasts. So in addition to Talk Star Wars, you can enjoy the Tumbling Saber, the Generation X-Wing podcast, the Nerd Room, the Rogue Squadron podcast, the San Diego Sabers radio podcast, the Tatooine Sons, a Star Wars podcast, a Retro Inc. podcast, and the St. Crawler cast with Dan and Mike. So uh those are the nine wonderful outfits that make up the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. If you're hearing this on Monday, uh hopefully we will have some ce- something celebration shaped finding its way onto the feed as soon mm-hmm. as it's feasible. Uh in the meantime, I see you know, check out potentially Master and Apprentice and let us know what you think if you do. Podcast at Emotionally14.com is the place to do that. Yep. In the meantime, we will see you next week for episode 165. Unless it's we do something in between, maybe I'll find a way to label that up. So it's still 165 next week. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, may the force be with you.